Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 125, which we're recording on Tuesday, October 11th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And Santa Cruz update, it just went from chilly and foggy <laughs> to now there's sun and I'm about to be wearing less in terms of knitwear, I think. So what are you wearing, Charlene? I do have a shawl around my it's neck so right pretty. now. It's so pretty. Thank you. It, it was colder earlier. This is my rose gold shawl designed by Elizabeth Doherty, and I knit mine last summer in a speckled yarn, and I really like the way it turned out. The rose gold shawl has an elongated stitch. I'm not sure what the name of it is, but there's one stitch that slipped over two rows, and then it it change, it shifts position with another stitch, somewhat like a cable, but it doesn't turn out as a cable because it just turns out to be one big elongated stitch. And then they go in some lean, some are right leaning, some are left leaning. And there's something about this stitch pattern that I think shows off variegated or multicolored yarns really nicely. I agree. It it's a stitch that Hohi Locatelli has used on sweaters also. I think she's used it on a couple sweaters, but we had talked previously in the past about her Mahuga sweater, mm -hmm. which uses this stitch pattern, and Hohi knits it in a multicolored yarn from Malabrigo. I can't remember what base, but it's the Arcoitis colorway, so rainbowy. Yep. And it shows off the stitch pattern shows off the colors really nicely. So we I'm were sitting here catching up before we turned on the microphone. And I've been looking at that shawl <laughs> thinking I have two skeins of the Happy Feet, whatever it is from the Swift Stitch. I always forget the name of the oh, yarn. Oh, yes. Yes. And I was thinking to myself, do you use two skeins? So I think the shawl's what, five or six hundred I think yards. so. It's, so it's more than a single skein. Yeah, you, there's actually two sizes on the pattern. So the small size is 450, and then the large size is 720. So you could okay. use two skeins. And there is even a two-colored one in the projects. Oh, so. because I was thinking to myself, so do I sacrifice... Right. <laughs> the majority of a single skein, but that would be about 800 yards. And if it's mm -hmm. 720, then I'm not giving up. Oh. Because yeah. that would be perfect. Then I'd that have enough left be. over to do several yeah. squares in my sock hair yeah. blanket. So that sounds, guess what's going into my queue? That sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. A larger one would be really cozy on this. Yeah. It's super pretty. <laughs> but then again, my yarn isn't quite the same. The yarn I'm thinking of isn't quite the same as that. I really like that subtle pop because it's a gray background it's called sidewalk chalk is the name of the right. or summer sidewalk yes is yeah. the name of the base it's a gray with like pastel almost chalk bits in it you know pink and yellow mm -hmm. and purple and teal and it's so pretty so I would knit, be knitting mine thinking but this isn't exactly what Charlene's looks like and that's I what I have in my you have brain would be really gorgeous though but you know how you get something stuck in your brain? Yes, I do. <laughs> Did you, and wasn't there someone just at the Swiss Stitch recently? They said she wanted yarn exactly like the pattern. 
And she had picked almost the same color, yeah. but she was dead set on getting exactly the I same color. I do remember that. I can't remember what sweater it was. Yeah, so see, I we get it in our brains. That. We do. Yes, we mm -hmm. do sometimes. So how about you? Tell us what you are wearing. I'm wearing two pieces of knitwear. I am wearing my three-color cashmere cowl, which is a so very popular cowl design by Hohi Locatelli. And mine is in two shades of gray and a beautiful shade of turquoise, which is a Western Sky Knits color. And I'm wearing the Brambles Beret, which is a knitty pattern from 2010. And it's by the designer Amanda Musha, M-U-S-C-H-A. And my hat is a deeper turquoise than the turquoise on my cowl. So they complement each other very nicely. <laughs> so it's keeping my head toasty and my neck toasty, which is perfect today. And it was funny because here in Santa Cruz, there's the phenomenon that when the temperature drops below... Oh, 60 degrees. Mm -hmm. People start putting on parkas and hats <laughs> and gloves. It's very funny. We are a very wimpy little town because we're used to warm weather. Well, the funny thing is that, yeah, half the population half. puts on yes. the parkas. And so when we have a day like that where it's kind of a transitional day, you'll go out and you'll see people wearing parkas walking alongside people wearing tank tops. Yep. <laughs> it's it's just what happens around here. And yeah. Mike and I were joking. I was telling him 60 degrees is not cold. It's not. I said, anyone who needs a jacket in 60 degrees is probably being a wimp, which is funny because I will look for any excuse to wear knitwear, of course. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it being chilly. So after my run today, I got really cold because it was just under 60, but windy. And then you're sweaty and then the wind blows on you and then you get cold. So when he came home, I was wearing two pieces of knitwear and he said, oh, I thought 60 wasn't cold. Look what you're wearing. So it was kind of funny, the little, you know, spousal exchange that happened, <laughs> making fun of me. But hey, any excuse that I can get right. to wear my knitwear, I'm right. taking it. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. Three color cashmere cowl and the Brambles beret. Okay. What have you been stalking? We haven't talked about stalking in two episodes. We haven't. And inspired by the last episode, we had that great chat about trends for fall and not just trends in crafting and patterns and that kind of thing, but we talked about what's out there in ready to wear. So I have a few more things to add to that that I have been adding because, or the that I have been noticing because since the last recording, I have been sent some, you know how you get sales emails mm -hmm. from different businesses. So I've had saved a couple to note that, of course, I got emails talking about trends being sweaters and denim for fall. So denim again. But to a certain extent, you can always say that sweaters and denim are going to be in fall are going to be in style for fall and winter anyway. So aside from that, I saw turtlenecks and chokers, though obviously not together. <laughs> and uh, another big thing that I saw that I thought was kind of fun was embroidery on clothing. Oh, I haven't noticed that. I've, I've seen it on different emails from different stores, and I've seen embroidered fabric on the current season of Project Runway. There was somebody that oh, had nice. embroidered fabric and then interpreting that 
to us, for us as makers, uh, it makes me think that, you know, maybe it's time to brush off that denim jacket, practice your embroidery skills a little bit, or your visible mending skills, which are a trend as well right now. I've seen a lot of visible mending, and I really love that look. So maybe we'll see it, maybe we'll see embroidery on knitting too, or duplicate stitching on knitwear, that kind of thing as well. Well, isn't that also an Alabama Channon thing right now? A lot of people I know who are sewers, sewists, have been doing like Marianne, a running stitcher. Uh -huh. She did that beautiful, I don't know if it's called embroidery or if it's just top stitching onto the fabric and then you cut out part of the fabric and it's a really neat effect. Yeah, it really is. I don't know if you would call that embroidery either. Yeah, I think probably it's just not. visible seaming, visible sewing. It's not really mending, so I don't know. I don't think you could really call it visible mending either. It's just that style. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. And it is though. really cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, you mentioned sweaters. Something that I've noticed, especially the last week, probably because it actually dropped below 60 in Santa Cruz, <laughs> is the resurgence of like the 80s sweater, it's like color work, not fair aisle necessarily, but there's usually color work mm -hmm. across the top and then puffy puffy shoulders. I think we mentioned those last time. Uh, but now I've actually <laughs> seen it. I, when, when we talked about it, it was a kind of, a, you know, a, a rhetorical or theoretical yeah. idea, but, but I've seen, seen people walking around yeah. with these sweaters, and every I time I to. see it, I do a double take. It's like, why would that come back? I have too. It's the the big sleeves, not necessarily big sleeves with yeah, no padding, shoulder pads, no, yeah, shoulder, no pads. shoulder pads, just but like the, the puff. Yeah, the puff at the, the gather. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I just yesterday walking the dog, I passed this young girl, you know, <laughs> early 20s, probably on her way to UCSC. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's really a thing. Yeah, it is. Crazy. It is. And just in terms of stocking in general, just so many new patterns. I know. For fall. It's exciting. So many new patterns. Lots of new publications have released issues. It's just the big pattern season. Well, and Rhinebeck's this coming weekend. So I oh, think a lot of places true. release their patterns before Rhinebeck because yeah. people will be yarn shopping. Yeah. And in the yarn store where I work, I am hearing from so many customers that they are starting their holiday knitting. Yep. So many people have come in to get yarn for the shawls, scarves, hats that they have already started knitting. So I'm really impressed because I think this year, more than any other, I'm seeing people come in early. This is October, so it's not really super early to start, but people are thinking of it. It's so better it's than great. December 10th. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is my thought exactly. So, yeah. That's I just found out recently, I have two babies who are going to be born in the next couple of months. So I have oh, two baby knits to do. I'm going to have fun. to break my no new yarn this quarter, but I don't <laughs> think it counts for a gift like that. I'm no. not buying it for myself. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of gifts, I have to get on that. <laughs> fun. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention is just a super cute little pattern from Susan Claudino called Belfry um, and Booyah. So cute. It is so cute. It's a little bat and a little ghost 
and their friends, and I guess you could consider it for Halloween, but let me tell you, that bat is just cute any time of year. Mm, it's adorable. <laughs> the bat is named Belfry, as in bats in the Belfry. So, just very cute. I think they are knit in worsted white yarn. It says, yes, knit in worsted. Belfry is approximately five and a quarter inches tall, and Booya is approximately six inches tall. They don't take much yarn. They, Great for scraps. Yeah, it tops out at 55 yards. I think I'm going to have to make Speaking of gifts, a little belfry. Those yeah. would be a good little gift. Stocking stuffers. <laughs> exactly. Anything like that. So cute. So Hanukkah, cute. one of the days of Hanukkah. And it doesn't look very fiddly. You're right. It doesn't, which yes. I like. Yeah, most softies like have limbs sticking out everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't like fiddly at all. Yeah. <laughs> So other than that, I'm having a really hard time matching all of my wonderful yarns with projects right now. So I have been knitting hats. <laughs> the default. Because, yeah, the default because I can't, I, I have so many beautiful yarns and what I really need to do is just go open the drawers and spend some time with them and pick out a yarn that I really want to use and then go find something for it because Let's do I that. have lots of beautiful yarn. Let's plan a date. I'll bring the boba tea. Oh, okay. And we'll play with your sash that and we'll figure it all great. out. That Doesn't that sound like great. fun? That totally does. I need to match things up. So that's what I have or have not been stocking. How about you? What have you been stocking? I've been stocking a few specific things, actually. Okay. Let's hear about it. First are the Day of the Dead arm warmers. So... A designer, Allison Guy, who is Pinchy, P-I-N-C-H-I-E, on Ravelry, contacted me, and I believe she's probably sent you the same email, giving us a gift pattern of her five little pumpkins oh, yes. hand warmers, yes. which are beautiful little they were so stranded cute. knitting little yes. pumpkins. Super cute, obviously, for fall. And she is offering all of the listeners a 50% off any of the patterns in her Ravelry store with the code Yarniacs, all uppercase, through 2016. So speaking of gift knitting, super cute arm warmers. And she also has Day of the Dead mittens, which makes me wish that we wore mittens in our <laughs> climate because they are adorable. So the Day of the Dead arm warmers are black with little white skulls. And I was thinking, how cute would they be in maybe a bright pink with a lightly very, not variegated, a light color changing yarn for the skulls? Yeah. So I'm already planning and plotting what I can do with colors to make those because they're super, super cute. So that's the Day of the Dead Arm Warmers by Allison Guy and also the Five Little Pumpkins and Arm Warmers slash Fingerless Mittens. Super cute. See those Day of the Dead mittens? Yeah. Aren't those cute? <laughs> they are. Super cute. The second thing I've been stocking is the Snowflake Party Shawl, which is a newer release by Martina Beam. So it was actually, actually released earlier this year as part of her club where you get the yarn and pattern. So if you go look at the finished projects on Ravelry, they're almost all using the same really pretty light turquoise blue yarn and she just released the pattern for individual sale in the last couple of weeks 
And Inez, one of my friends, who is Edler007 on Ravelry, she knit this just a few weeks ago in a beautiful pink, and it's so pretty. It's like many Martina Beam patterns, it's knit on the bias, so you start with the little tiny end and then you increase as you go so that it gets wider and wider and wider. And it's all garter, except for these beautiful eyelets sections that are snowflakes, or to me they look like flowers. I instantly thought they were little daisy flowers. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, super, super cute. And this is like the perfect birthday trifecta because Shasta, the wonderful, awesome Shasta lock, gave me the pattern as a gift for my birthday. And the yarn I want to use is called Stormy Sprinkles, which is the September colorway from Candy Skein Yarns. And the dyer of Candy Skein is one of our friends, Tammy. And the yarn is beautiful. The tag even says, happy birthday, Gail, on it. (laughs) And the yarn was a present for my birthday from Charlene. So it's Shasta, Charlene, and Tammy all in one project. So I'm really excited about casting this on. And I have the Stormy Sprinkles in my hand right now. And I'm going to try to describe it, but I'll probably need Charlene's help. So it's a natural undyed base with swaths of grays and then swaths slash speckles of the beautiful turquoise I love so much, hot pink, neon green, yellow, a little bit of purple, and some places those colors are much brighter than other places. It's pretty good. So pretty. See, I think of two kinds of sprinkles. The gray is reminiscent of rain type Mm -hmm. sprinkles. And then all the color in there is cake sprinkles. Yes. That's yeah. That (laughs) works for me. Yeah. The gray is almost like cloudy sky. Mm -hmm. And then all the rest is like the sprinkles and a confetti yeah. cupcake. And so it's just pretty. so pretty. So, so pretty. this is going to be my snowflake party shawl. Good. I and think that's a good match. I hope it's going to be because I looked through all the finished objects hoping that there was someone who had used a variegated or speckled yeah. yarn and there weren't any yet. Mm. So I may be the groundbreaker there. But in addition to it being a fun birthday trifecta project, there are also some of you out there who are going to be knitting along with me on a single skein shawl. So Maureen, who is expat too, Laura, who is Laura Knits PA, are two people who have said they want to join in. This is super, super informal, no prizes, no start date, no end date. It's basically find a single skein shawl that you've been wanting to cast on or like me just jumped out and bit you <laughs> find the perfect skein in your stash and let's knit a shawl. So I'm hoping I can get Charlene to join us because she also has a skein of this beautiful yarn and Maureen is going to be using the same colorway. Yeah. So, oh no, she's not. She's cool. using poisoned apples. She's using oh, okay. the okay. October another, colorway, yeah. but it's candy skein yeah. also. That's so cool. Yeah. And I will start a thread for that. And again, because there are no official dates, it's just cast on when you feel like it. And who knows, maybe I'll have more than one shawl in that. (laughs) And I actually think it doesn't have to be a single skein shawl either. Because if I knit rose gold, which you're wearing right now, it would be two skeins. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to limit it to a single skein. That's true. Yeah. So it's just going to be a random general shawl knit along. Yeah. And the third thing I'm stocking is the bleached cardigan, which is by Amy Miller. I have not knit an Amy Miller pattern before. And this one is super cute. It's a fingering weight sweater. 
knit from the bottom up, which isn't my favorite, but given this design, I think it would be, usually it's not my favorite because I don't, you can't try it on the same way that you can try on a top-down sweater. So I tend to shy away from that because I like to try my sweaters on. Mm -hmm. But I think with this design, it's doable because it's an A-line and set in sleeve. So I think because it's not fitted like many sweaters, the bottom-up doesn't worry me as much. It doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to be trying it on the same way. But it has short sleeves and it's just super simple, super cute straight up stockinette and it just looks like something I would get a ton of wear out yeah. of. And Pretty one of our basic, listeners, yeah. Zoe, who is espresso bean, she knit one and she just looks so darn cute in it. It's just a perfect little sweater. Mm -hmm. I can see it over a long sleeve shirt, over a tank top, over a, a dress. I mean, it could go with so many things. And that was another birthday gift from Julie, who oh. is Jay Chant on Ravelry. Nice. So thank you, Julie. So that one, I've already been stocking my stash and I think it calls for like 1400 yards for my size because of the A-line. It has a little bit more fabric to it. Mm -hmm. And my sweater quantities are usually about 1200 yards. So it might be a coast yarn sweater because I do have mm. enough of the coast. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll use the Coast Wool Cotton Blend for that. But I haven't quite decided. So yeah. definitely stocking it, though. It's super cute, and it's definitely going to be on my needles at some point. Just have to determine what yarn is the perfect yarn. <laughs> right. So maybe after we're done the playing with your question. stash, we'll go over to my house yeah. and play with my stash. Yes. So those are the three things I'm stocking. Okay. I've been doing a lot of stocking. Now, what have you been knitting? Well, I have been knitting a sweater called Kriya by Isolde Teague. I can't remember if I had started this last time. I don't think we, we talked about what we were knitting talked. last time. So I don't think so either. And this sweater, let's see, it was published back in May of 2011. And I think I put it in my queue probably about that time. So it has been in my queue a wow. long, long time. And I actually had the alpaca yarn purchased for it years ago. So it's been, the yarn has been sitting in stash. The sweater has been patiently sitting in my queue. And I talked about my real indecision about what to cast on. So for some reason, I just decided to cast this one on because the sweater and the yarn were already matched up. And it's really thin. It's a fingering, not quite a fingering. The pattern calls for sport weight. So maybe it, maybe it is a sport weight alpaca yarn. So there's not a lot of other sweaters that I have in mind that could be made with sport weight alpaca yarn. <laughs> so... I cast on the Kriya. First off, odd construction. Odd construction. Now Good I'm odd, bad odd. I don't know. Indifferent odd. I don't know. I'm usually one. They I enjoy like odd construction. This one, I, I haven't finished the sweater, so I'm I'm still out whether this is actually going to work. Her expression isn't one of pure delight. <laughs> it's just odd. You, you've done garter tabs for shawls, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. you, where you start. So this one, you 
basically knit a garter tab for one shoulder, clip, cut your yarn, then you knit a garter tab for the other shoulder, then you cast on your back stitches, and then you knit across the first garter tab. So you've got two little garter tabs for your shoulders. It's different. Hmm. I've never done a start like that. Hmm. And when you look at the projects, now there are a lot of projects on Ravelry, people that have made this sweater. There's over 600 projects. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I had no idea. So it's not an unpopular sweater, but I do notice that the sleeves on some sweaters look almost puffed. I was wondering because garter tabs on shawls, that edge that usually isn't bump. flat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you get that little bump, and I think if you the shape of your if shoulder it can fit, yeah, if you can get it to lie in the right spot and to fit properly, that little bump can be the shoulder bump. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think if you make it a little too big, you get a sleeve Tough. that's kind of puffed. And she does mention when talking about the design that for the short sleeves, they are kind of puffed. So maybe it's a design element, I yeah, guess. Yeah, is, is it intentional? It sounds like yeah. it is. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this sweater. I, I think I'm not totally in love with it as I knit it. I don't dislike it. But we'll see. It's I haven't even actually said anything about it. It's a cardigan, and you can make a choice whether you want it front top buttoned or buttoned all the way down. It has a garter stitch yoke and a stockinette body. It's somewhat of a basic cardigan, except for the sleeves have a cuff that's garter stitch, and then in the sample, she also has designed it so that you can put buttons along the garter cuff. So it's got a little, some element that makes it different, and the whole design, if you look in the pattern, the whole design is actually modeled after a drawing, I think it was, I can't remember if it's a drawing or a photograph, from an old pattern that she had found somewhere. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting, and it's, it's it is a cute sweater when I see it. It is cute. I think I'm going to change some things up. I've already decided I'm not going to do the pockets. There are pockets on it because it's somewhat of an A-line sweater, and I feel like with all the horizontals going on from the garter stitch, it's just too much to have more at the bottom. I don't know. That's okay. just me. <laughs> and you don't think you'll use the pockets? I like pockets. So I do like pockets. I just, I'm not sure I like them on this sweater. Okay. So I think, I'm thinking I'm going to eliminate the pockets, and I'm probably just going to do a straight sleeve as well, rather than have the garter edge with the buttons, because I don't know. I think I'm just going to do it like that. <laughs> now, here's a question for you, though. Don't your wrists get chilly? Yeah. I'm not going to make it short sleeve. I'm going to make no, it long No, but the sleeve. garter, 
I, it just seems like it's more fabric, so it would keep your wrists warmer. It probably would. But if you don't like the effect, then... I, I'm not sure I like the belling that goes along with oh, the garter. Okay. So I could probably decrease in stitches to reduce the belling, but we'll see when I get there. <laughs> I'm still knitting on the body, so I have a little bit more to go on the body. It's as it's knit top down, like I mentioned from the shoulder. So we'll see. The jury's still out on it. I'm not entirely sure it's going to be a fashion forward sweater, it being based on a pattern, an old photograph, but that's okay. Not everything that I make has to be fashion forward. And if you wear it with some kind of trendy jeans, maybe you can just ramp well, it up. That, that's just, <laughs> just well, but it is. It's just a cardigan. I think it will be very wearable. So we'll see. Well, from my perspective, having watched you plan, knit, etc., many, many sweaters, this is the most indifferent I've seen you be about a sweater in like our in entire friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. I'm... I'm a little startled because I've always liked the sweater, so I'm not sure why I'm feeling this way about it. You know, sometimes what what has happened to me in the past is if I've had in my mind, this sweater in my queue must be knit with this yarn because I purchased it for the sweater, it's like a done deal in your mind. Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. eventually you almost force yourself to knit it because it's been there for so long. <laughs> Maybe. I've done that with one or two sweaters in the past and both of them are almost slogs. Huh. Not that I didn't like them. Yeah. But the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe it'll be done soon, finally. I, I wonder feel like if... it's actually knitting up pretty quick. Oh, good. Okay. So maybe the sleeves will slog. We'll see. I think I think my real indifference is that I just haven't been able to match up anything else. And so I, there's a little bit of feeling like, well, I don't know what else to knit, so I'll knit this. Yeah, you don't have that fired up. Yes. Oh my exactly. gosh, it's the perfect yarn exactly. pattern. you got to knit it exactly. immediately. Yeah, Even though that. it is the perfect yarn for this pattern, and I happen to have both. So yep. that should be a win-win, but <laughs> we'll yep. see. Maybe it just wasn't that sweater's exact time. I you. don't know. Yep. We'll see. Who knows? And then I did mention that I've been knitting hats. I have been currently working, well, the one that's in my hand right now is a hat in some leftover Rowan felted tweed DK that I used for my tangled cardigan back in 2013. And I have almost a full skein that has been sitting in stash and it's seriously time for this yarn to become a hat and move out. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I have also been knitting some other hats, but you'll hear about those in a little bit. Gail, what are you knitting? I have gone from monogamous knitter to polygamous knitter with like a vengeance. So usually I almost get stressed out if I have more than two projects mm -hmm. on the needles at once. I just don't do multiples. Right now I have five. Well, four. The knitting's done on my sans serif. I just, almost all the knitting's done. Okay, let me start at the beginning. <laughs> In my hands right now is a sock head hat, my second. And Mike and I took an overnight trip recently, and I needed something super simple to knit on the airplane. And a sock head hat is about the most simple thing you could possibly knit. Absolutely. Love it. 
I used or am using a skein of Knit Picks Felici self-striping yarn, which is incredibly soft and the stripes look so good in this hat. And I'm doing the decreases now, so I should be finished with it probably by the end of the night, I would I would guess. But I highly recommend the Sockhead hat by Kelly McClure. It is a free pattern on Ravelry. It calls for fingering weight yarn, and I did not make mine nearly as slouchy as you will see on the pattern page. It's completely adjustable, of course. I don't like a whole lot of slouch in my hats, so I knit longer ribbing so that I could fold it over to keep my ears warmer, and then I'm knitting it until I'm happy with it. And then this mm -hmm. one, because I have two skeins of this yarn, this one will probably go to charity and I'll knit myself a second one. Mm -hmm. okay. And I have a lot of Knit Picks Felici self-striping in my stash and I can envision a lot of these hats coming off my needles because they're super fun to knit. Yeah. And it's also perfect for conference calls, driving, not if you're driving, if you're a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> Travel. Thank you for clarifying. Yes, just in case <laughs> you think I drive while I knit or knit while I drive. <laughs> So that's the Sockhead hat. I also finally cast on the Citadel sweater by Hohi Locatelli. Finally, I've been stocking it for years. And I'm knitting that with Madeline Tosh dyed Aran yarn. And it's in the Stovepipe colorway, which is a blue-leaning gray. And Citadel is cablicious. It has many different cable patterns in the sweater. So before I even cast on, I sat down in front of Excel and I put together a spreadsheet for the back with all the different stitch patterns laid out for myself mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't have that's to great. be flipping around and trying to figure yeah, it out. That's great. So <laughs> if you ever do this, you know how a knitting pattern you read from right to left on the right on the wrong side rows and then you read left to right on the right side rows. Oh on a chart. On the, yeah. So you're going right to left, right. then left to right, right to left, then left to right. Well Hohe has it charted and she has it written out. So mm -hmm. I use the written out instructions for my chart. Well of course when the chart is written out the wrong side rows are written as if you're looking at the wrong side of the fabric. I forgot that when I put it in my spreadsheet. So all of my wrong side rows were transposed. Oh. So I was knitting them backwards. So I get through the first oh. like 12 rows and I'm looking at my cables thinking, this is not right. <laughs> There's something wrong with these. There should not be pearl bumps in my cables. Right. What did I do wrong? I go back. No, I've charted it exactly. I haven't made any mistakes. And the light bulb goes on. Oh, you ding dong. You're supposed to transpose the wrong side rows. So ripped it back out to almost the beginning and redid my Excel spreadsheet and reprinted it. And I haven't touched it since. But it's going to be back on the needle soon oh. because what took its place, I cast on the Sky Comish Cowl, mm -hmm. which is a pattern by Lee Meredith from the newest Stranded magazine. And I'm having so much fun knitting oh, that. Cool. It is such a cool pattern. You start with a bunch of cables and then throughout the pattern, you increase between the cables and you're working back and forth. And then it's getting wider and wider as you knit. And then in the end, you pleat the the stitches to draw it back into a smaller ending and then you three needle bind off the end so in the end you get a cowl that you can either lay down around your neck you know gathered around your neck like 
the cowl I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. Or if you get cold, you can put it up as a hood. Yeah, and I it's, think that's neat. It's a beautiful cowl. It's really clever construction. I've never knit a Lee Meredith pattern before, although I've heard that she's just a genius with construction. This is a really fun knit. I've really been enjoying it, and I've had a hard time putting it down. And the other thing I'm really enjoying is the yarn. Oh, my goodness. Quince and Company Phoebe Sportweight Yarn. It is amazing. I believe it's 100% merino, and it is one of the first kettle-dyed yarns from Quince and Company. I've loved their bases, but I have not enjoyed most of their colors. Their colors just aren't, they don't sing to me. And Mm -hmm. plus they are, I don't want to call them flat because they're not flat, but they're solid. They don't have tonal variegation or anything to them. So I've never been drawn to them before. But these new colorways in the Phoebe base are so, so pretty. Charlene and I were looking at them I think there are 10 colors right now, and I love five of them. Yeah, I think we both had five that yeah. we liked. Yeah, super beautiful colors. And the color that I used is called Uranus. They're all named after planets. And it is a light blue, which basically is serenity from the colors mm-hmm. of the year. And it has just enough subtle tonal variegation to or tonality to it that it's beautiful and it feels so good in my hands, and it's so soft and plump, and it looks beautiful in the cables. <laughs> and this is why I can't put it down, because it's just a delight to knit. So Skycomish Cow by Lee Meredith in the newest Stranded magazine. I highly recommend it. Cool. And when that is done, because it's cableicious, then I'll work on Citadel again, because two different cable patterns going through my head yeah. at the same time is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I understand that and the cables in the skycomish cowl are simple i memorized them after two repeats which never happens so you use the same cable all the way across so that's great yeah it's really a simple pattern nice yeah it's cableicious but not difficult (laughs) yeah i'm also still knitting my tupshin socks which is also a pattern from the most recent stranded magazine i completely failed on the september knit along for the Tupshin socks, but one sock is finished. The second sock has been cast on and I'm using my Spencer Hill natural dyed BFL nylon as the main color. And it's in the wine glass colorway, which is mm-hmm. a logwood dyed color that is really pretty. And I don't know why I haven't been inspired to knit on them, except for the fact that the cowl kind of overtook my knitting time. So I look forward to getting those finished too because they will be super cute to wear with clogs. And then Sans Serif, all the knitting's done. That's my sweater by Elizabeth Doherty from her book, Reimagining Set in Sleeves, Mm Top-Down Sweaters. And the only knitting left is to knit the pocket liner of my second pocket. But it's a worsted weight sweater. We had a heat wave here (sighs) the last week or two, and there was no way I was going to hold a worsted weight sweater in my Mm. lap to knit a pocket. It just wasn't going to happen. Understood. But I have my grain ribbon. I have my buttons. Nice. Yeah, as soon as I get the pocket done, I'll block it and then do my button band and buttons, and I'll be done. So by the next episode, I'll have some (laughs) FOs. And speaking of FOs, what do you have? I have finished a couple of things. The first one is that top that I started a couple episodes ago, the Whispers Top by Vera Valimaki. I knit mine in some yarn from Stash, Madeline Tosh Merino Light, in the Holly Festival colorway, which is the 
the whitish, actually it's a more of a pinkish base speckled with highlighter colors mm-hmm. is how we described it previously. It's beautiful. And the top itself turned out so much cuter than I anticipated. It's adorable. Obviously, I thought it was cute if I would, if I attempted to make it. But once I tried it on, I really loved it. Now, it's a cute basic pullover short sleeve top. It has a little gather in the front, which was what I really liked about it. The sample sweater top has a split sleeve which I did not do. I joined my sleeve when I joined the shoulders, just made it basically like a little cap style sleeve. And that seems to be the most common modification that other knitters on Ravelry have made to this garment as well. But very happy with it. I've worn it a couple times. Really like it. Very, very cute. That's the other option for those two skeins of the speckled sock yarn. Yeah. 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 That's I'm just going to copy all the things you knit now. <laughs> I, I'm like I haven't always really. So I, I don't know why I feel this way because obviously I chose that pattern, but I'm so surprised with how cute it came out. Well, it's a perfect combination of yarn and pattern too. It's yeah. such a happy speckly top. How could you not be happy when you wear a, that? A light weight little top. Very nice. Very, very happy with it. So that's Whispers by Vera Valimaki. The second thing that I've finished is a shawl called Antarctis. This is my second Antarctis. Ooh, I haven't it's seen a it. pattern by Janina Calio. It's my, as I mentioned, my second knit of the pattern. That's my first knit using a gradient yarn. So it's a gradient all in one skein. It goes from a pink to a purple. And I love the way it turned out. I really want to see it. Gradients are fun. Mine is a little bit smaller than the first one I knit. And I haven't blocked it yet. So it looks kind of small because it will block out larger. But mine, I have 400 yards. So I just, I made it work. But I'm very happy with the way that turned out. And Darktus is a fun pattern. Yeah, I enjoyed knitting that as well. Really easy to knit. And then the third thing that I have finished are hats. I tried to make a pattern from Pearl Soho called the Garter Ear Flap Hat. There are 5,000 projects for that hat, so I thought it was a sure thing. But it was not. I thought the pattern was odd. Talk about knitting oddities. I thought the pattern was odd. It had a odd decrease instructions and other ravelers have noted that as well i'm i'm not the only one and i was going to sub in a centered double decrease and keep going but then the hat sat there in the bag and i never wanted to pick it up and figure out how to do that and i decided that there are other hats that i wanted to make so i ripped it out i had only gotten halfway which That's not a lot on a hat. So ripped it out and I knit a pattern called the Kit Kat hat instead. Now that's a hat that Gail has made. I made the ear flap hat too and I didn't enjoy knitting it either. Oh, and another customer came in and told me she started it because she thought like I did that 5,000 
previous project can't on be Ravelry. wrong. Can't be wrong. <laughs> and she ripped hers out too. Yeah. So that's three of us. Kit Kat hat was fun, wasn't it? But the Kit Kat hat was seriously fun. And I realized that I did not write down the name of the designer. And I want to mention it because it's a fun little hat that is somewhat a cat-eared hat. So it's Kit Kat hat is a pattern by a designer named Andre Sue. And it's not a brand new pattern. It's actually two years old. It was released in October of 2014. And it's for worsted white yarn. And basically you just knit ribbing, then you knit stockinette to a certain height, then you bind off, three needle bind off, and then you put in a couple stitches to make little kitty cat ears. <laughs> it couldn't be easier and it's a free pattern on Ravelry. Yeah, there aren't even bind off or um, decreases, right? No, there right. aren't. Right. I was stunned <laughs> because like your hat that you're knitting, it's something that you can just knit around and around. But really easy. There are about there are almost 400 patterns on Ravelry. It's actually holding at $3.99 right now. And it's a free pattern, isn't it? And it is. It's yeah. a free pattern on Ravelry. So I ended up knitting two of those because I had one skein of shepherd's wool that was left over from a sweater. And like this hat that's currently in my hands, I just wanted to use the whole skein so yeah. I could move that one out of stash. So I was really happy because I got two hats out of the one skein of shepherd's wool. Excellent. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And that's it for me. How about you? What have you finished? For the second time in our almost five-year history, I don't have a single letter. Oh. <laughs> not a single one. I wrote down not a nothing zilch. <laughs> I think I've written the exact same same thing before, but I've had that happen a lot more. Yep, not a single thing. Anything. And it was almost enough to make me really want to sit with that wool sweater in my lap to get and it done, but it done. I just wasn't going to do it. I mean, I had everything out yesterday. I'm like, I should just do it. I should just do it. I thought, no way. I'm not going to suffer. No way. Besides, I really wanted to knit that cowl. So, yeah. nope, nothing finished. But okay. next episode, watch out. I'm going to have a whole list That's of That's what I felt like. I felt like I had finished a lot for one episode. But... Yep. All right. So in the spirit of gift knitting and in the spirit of hat knitting and in the spirit of finishing off all of those random leftover bits of yarn in your stash, we have a review today of what I think is a super cool new book. It's called Painted Wooly Toppers for Kids, and it's by Wooly Wormhead. And I think probably almost everyone has knit a hat by Wooly Wormhead by now. Or at least stocked the patterns or seen the patterns on Ravelry. She's a very prolific hat designer, yes. and her her patterns are very well written. They're very cleverly written their clever construction and this 10 pattern collection is no exception the only fault i have with the book is the title painted woolly toppers for kids she should strike out the for kids part because the hats are sized from child to adult so don't let the title of the book make you think that you can't knit a hat for that yourself. they're only because, for kids. Exactly. Yeah. They are certainly not. Some of them are very childlike, so I can see why those would be for kids because they have a childlike feeling to them. But I'm knitting one for myself. I've already wound the yarn. 
Yeah, I don't see anything about the hats that specifically marks them as kids' hats. I think all of them, and the, and I, I went through and looked just to make sure, but they are all sized yeah. through adults. I think the for kids, perhaps because they're modeled on kids, the whole book, the hats are modeled on kids. Yeah, and the photography is done by Wooly Wormhead and friends, and the models are her son and a little blonde girl who is just adorable. And the pictures... Although they're cute, very, very cute, I wish there were some close-ups of the hats because oh. there aren't any close-ups of the hats. So you get pretty much almost full-body pictures, and the kids are wearing mostly black, so the hats really pop, but you can't really see the detail in some of them, which would really be helpful. Oh, like one okay. of the hats that I think is particularly child specific is called Chesser and it's really cute. It has sideways garter and then these little I'm sticking my fingers out from the side <laughs> of my head. They're I, not picos, they're I not baubles, they're one. little sticky outies of yarn that stick out all the way around the crown of the head and then there's a little more hat and then there's a bobble. And it's adorable. It's almost it's not like a jester hat, but it's really cute. And this one's knit in DK weight yarn. And a lot of the hats are knit sideways. So yeah. basically, you're just knitting and then you do a kitchener at the end to seam it up. And she has very great instructions for everything that every technique that's used in the book, she has great instructions. So if you've never done a kitchener before to graft things together, it's a great way to learn because you know, it's a hat, you're going to turn that seam to the back. So even if your first Kitchener isn't perfect, who's going to look at the back of the hat and criticize you? Mm -hmm. Hopefully no one. So great instructions. And the patterns, she has all different weights of yarn. So there's something for everyone and thus using up the bits of stash. Great way to do it. And what were some of your favorites? Well, did you mention that it's specifically for hand-dyed, painted, no, and variegated. Thank you. I think that's really important because everybody has those variegated sock skeins, or not even necessarily sock, but just variegated mm -hmm. single skeins, and you think, what am I going to make out of them? And this pattern collection is specifically for the odd single skein of variegated or hand-painted speckled, just something that's multicolor. All these patterns will work great for the multicolored yarns. Yeah, very, thank you for <laughs> backtracking to include that because that's absolutely true. And she has designed the hats to really upplay that element of the yarn. Right. Es especially to me, that sideways construction really kind of prevents pooling the yeah. way it would if you knit it in the round. I, I think it will. Yeah. There's a lot of, like Gail mentioned, the sideways construction and then slipped stitches to kind of break up the, the pool. I guess that will help break up the pooling a little bit too. It's kind of interesting. You had mentioned the techniques that she has a, like a instructions on some of the techniques and when you open the book, there's no intro, no nothing. Mm -hmm. It just goes right to a couple of techniques, things like uh, cast-ons, slip stitches, short rows, 
And then, oh, she has a great little tutorial on the Garter Stitch Kitchener, which she has published on her website. And I have used her instructions before when I've had to garter, not garter stitch, when I've had to kitchener odd stitches together. Some I can kitchener stockinette stitch, stock, two stockinette stitch without thinking about it too much. Yeah, me too, but not garter. But when it comes to garter yeah. or pearl or a combination thereof, I'll, I need a little help. So I have used her instructions before from the website, and I can speak from experience. They're good instructions. They're probably the clearest ones I had previously found available out there, and I use them whenever I have to kitchener something other than straight stockinette together. And you mentioned how the book goes doesn't even have an intro. Yeah. At the very end, she says about independent publishing, this book is independently published by the author, and this brings many benefits to you, the knitter. Each and every person involved in the production of this book has been actively involved and compensated fairly for their time. The author, the designer of each of these patterns, has personally overseen the entire project, meaning that each time you knit one of the patterns found within these pages, you're working directly from the designer's vision. And then she goes on to say that because it's independently published, she has basically used that as an opportunity to make it as clear and concise as she could so that there's not much to print if you're going to print it, mm -hmm. thus not doing an intro and eliminating some of that extraneous text that you would typically have in a book. So that's very intentional. And this also is worth mentioning that this is one of six books of oh, hers yeah. that is of the Wooly Topper, Topper series. series yeah. yeah, each of them have 10 patterns and this is the same. So what was one of your favorites? I was just looking at one called Swinton. I think that was probably one of my favorites. It's probably one of the simpler hats in the book. It could be for male or female. It could be child or adult. It has a, what looks to be, I haven't cast on or looked at the pattern, but it looks to be, like you were saying, a lengthwise knit brim, which actually is longer in the back to have it cover your ears. I kind of thought that was a neat little feature that it gets a little longer, doesn't have to have an ear flap, but the brim just gets longer for the back to cover your ears. And then you probably seam that edging together and then pick up stitches and knit to the top of the hat. It's pretty basic, but it looks really cute. Yeah, it's I really like that one. Yeah. And it looks fun to knit. They all look fun to knit, that. actually. <laughs> Every one of them looks fun to knit to me. I'm going to enjoy knitting from this collection. Yeah. My favorite, for which I have already hand-wound yarn, is called the, I wanted to call it the Hadley, but that's not right, Kilbride. And it's one of the only ones in the whole book, I think, that's actually knit in the round. And it's a little beret. And it's super cute. And she used a slight, like, it's variegated, but in light colors. So it's a garter stitch brim. And then there's a lace pattern that goes around for probably an inch or two. And then I think it's straight stockinette for the top of the hat. Mm -hmm. And it's just so pretty. And 
I'm looking forward to casting that on. My yarn is wound and I told myself as soon as I finished the Skykomish cow, I could cast on for this hat and I'm really looking forward to it. It's a fingering weight pattern, so it will be a light, nice little hat to wear mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to that. The Super other one cute. I really liked is called the Gorton hat and it's pretty basic. It looks like most of the hat is garter stitch. So have since it's knit in the round, knit pearl, knit pearl, but there are, there's a slip stitch pattern design, which I really like, and I think will break up any possible pooling in a variegated yarn, yeah. if it happens to be pooling. I really like it. It's it, Again, it's a pretty basic hat, but it looks fun to knit. It's got just a little element in there to keep you from falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I get you it. Know, other than just going in the round, I like my going in the round, but I also like a little something to make the hat, just to give it a little, something a little special. And I think that pattern does that. Okay, I take it back. There is more than one knit in the round because the other one that I really like is Wichavon or Wychavon, W-Y-C-H-A-V-O-N. Mm -hmm. And it's another fingering weight. It looks like it could have been a self-striping that she used, or maybe it just the way it dyed, it looks like wow. it's self-striping. But it's super cute because it has, there's like a split brim that she buttons up. So the, the little split brim comes up like in little triangles that are buttoned to the hat. And it just looks really cute and not yeah, just adorable because it's on that little girl, but <laughs> it just could be a very functional hat. So I like that one a lot. And it has an interesting like slip stitch feature all the way up the hat where the split is yeah. as well. So super adorable. And actually the other one that I like, Allerton. Yeah, I like that one too. It's another pretty basic, it looks like it's garter stitch with a different slip, slip stitch pattern in there. And it looks like it might be bound off the same way that the Kit Kat hat is bound off. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It yeah. looks like it. So yeah. as in you don't have any decreases maybe. That one, it looks like there's only that one, at least there's only that one photo with the pattern. There might be other photos of it sprinkled throughout. But yeah, this is one of those cases where I can't quite tell. Yeah, that's why I wish there were more. There were some more detailed pictures. Yeah, although I like, I have to say, I like the photography. Oh, I, I like, like it a lot it's too. Done. It's very striking because yeah. it's all on black. Yeah. So it makes the hats really pop. It does. I like that about it. But I think, yeah, I would definitely close the crown. Yeah, it looks like it. You fold yarn in half and then garter stitch Kitchener across all stitches. So yeah. Pretty basic and easy. Yeah, they all look easy. Yeah, they and do. I wanted to mention two things. First of all, that's Nani, the bird in the background. <laughs> yes. And other thing I wanted to mention is slip stitches. So we tossed that around, and it just occurred to me that some people listening may not know what that means. Charlene was talking about it with the cowl she, or not cowl, the, the, the shawl she's wearing. And a lot of these hats have a slip stitch in them. Basically, all that means is that you 
move that stitch as if you're going to knit it. You move it from the left needle to the right without knitting it. Right. And based it's on the an pattern, stitch. yeah, it's unworked. And that what that does is it gives a different effect to the finished fabric. So mm -hmm. it maybe looks like there's a seam to the fabric that's not really there or in Charlene shawl, they, they elongate and cross. So it gives it a very dramatic effect. And there are different like slip stitches that you use when you maybe are knitting the heel of a sock mm -hmm. to give it yeah. more dur durability to the fabric. There are lots of ways slip stitches are used in knitting. And some of them can make a pattern that looks really, really difficult very easy to knit because you're yeah. just slipping the stitch. You're not right. even knitting it. But to someone who doesn't know what they're looking at, it's like, oh, that pattern looks like it's kind of hard. Yeah. Slip stitches are one of the easiest things to do to really like, ooh, that's really cool knitting when it's really not hard work at all. So Very true. Don't ever let a slip stitch intimidate you, please, because yes. they're super, <laughs> super simple. Super simple. Yeah. But I highly recommend that book. One, for gift knits. Two, for using up stash knits, like mm -hmm. um, charity, anything. I know a lot of these will probably be charity for Compassionate in San Francisco for me, charity knits. But also as a gift for the gift season for fellow knitters. Yeah. I think this would be a really cool gift to give to someone who yeah. is a hat knitter. And like I said, it's just something to look at for using those random single skeins mm -hmm. of variegated yarn that we all have. <laughs> I have so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all. I love all the ones exactly. that I have. But we bought them because yeah. we love them and we're going to love knitting hats with them now. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully you enjoyed that review. Thank you very much for letting us review it. It's going to be delightful to knit one of these. Like I it said, is. hopefully by the next episode, I will have finished the Kilbride beret. Yeah. So okay. I think that's it for this episode. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you've all been enjoying your knitting and the early part of fall if you're in our hemisphere or the end of summer if you're in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. It's probably still hot it's down that there. that changing season. Exactly. Time of year. So informal shawl knit along will kick off soon. So if you want to knit a shawl with us, come hang out and chat in that group. And otherwise... Have fun knitting. Have fun and happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.